0: Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Saisha Tyler. The Tron Coldquest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lewis. Hi, we're
1: Haim. And you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Ow! What's up?
0: What is up? I'm your host, Elia Einhorn. Welcome back to the Talk House Podcast. This week, I'm joined by...
1: Annie Fowle, Associate Editor...
0: Thanks for taking the time.
1: Of course, anytime.
0: We have a very cool show for you all today. Poet and musician Yursa Daly-Ward in conversation with singer-songwriter and cellist Kelsey Liu. Today's conversation took place backstage at the fantastic Form Fest in Arcosanti, Arizona, in the Conservatory. Now, Pulp Arts and Patreon teamed up to host the Conservatory, which was an art installation and recording studio behind the main stage at the fest. Annie, one cool thing about having these two artists on together is that the night before they recorded this, both had been brought out by the fest headliner, Florence Welsh, a.k.a. Florence and the Machine, who's a huge fan of both Kelsey Lou and Yursa Daly Ward.
1: That's truly a dream collaboration. That's really incredible. It
0: was Awesome.
1: Now, Kelsey Liu is a cellist and vocalist whose work takes inspiration from classical music, R&B, and pop. And even beyond Florence, she's collaborated with the likes of Lady Gaga, Solange, Blood Orange, and Father John Misty. Boom. Real heavy hitters there. For sure. Her most recent album, Blood, is a deeply personal narrative journey that explores her life through naturalistic experimentation. And it features contributions from more heavy hitters, Skrillex and Jamie XX.
0: Yeah, and earlier this year, Skrillex actually remixed her single, Due West.
1: She was also on Blood Orange's song, Birmingham, from his mixtape, Angels Balls.
0: Yeah, a lot of really cool collaborations. Lou, as she likes to be called, is not Kelsey Lou. It's got to be Lou. Check her Twitter handle. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Don't get it twisted. Lou is a big fan of Yursa Daly Ward. Yursa is a brilliant English poet, model, actor, and LGBTQ activist. She's one of the leaders of what's been coined the Instagram poet movement. And... Yursa uses her platform and really deeply personal work to empower a new generation of poetry fans. I have to say, Annie, I'm a huge fan of Yursa's. Her latest book was The Terrible. It was a memoir written in prose. It was one of my favorite books of the last few years.
1: I'm going to add that to my Goodreads list now.
0: Yeah. Her poetry really takes in a lot, a lot about mental health, coming of age, religion, unlearning toxic behaviors and beliefs. And she actually did a panel at Forum Festival with Florence as part of Florence's book club where they both talked about addictive problems that they'd had and, and have overcome and how their art played into that. So she's a very thoughtful, very powerful poet.
1: Now, she and Kelsey Liu are old friends and they got into a lot here.
0: Yeah. We hear about how important the right clothes and hairstyle are to both of their attitudes and artistic presentations.
1: They talk about how to make spaces your own when you're on the road.
0: That's a powerful theme that we've had crop up in the podcast before. They also get into how much effort towards a piece of art is the right amount.
1: They also talk about what it's like to date a Taurus.
0: And writing disco revenge tracks. <laughs> Today's show begins with a very cool collaboration. Yours is sharing some poetry accompanied by Kelsey Luoncello and yours is touring musician Max-Andre Radamacher. Should we roll it?
1: Let's do it.
2: grow up in a place where people fight. People fight. People come out of the bathroom ready for war. People fight. People come to the table with knives up their sleeves. Nobody cares how they skin each other. You grow up in a place where people say what they think they need to say to win the hour. You grow up in a place where everybody stops growing. It's devastating. Rude, hereditary You grow up or you don't grow up You stay in a place where people help themselves To the last of the things that they think they need Fall apart in the kitchen Take bloody hostages and kill each other slowly Where people snip their sentences into angles Where people leave but not quickly enough Where people die in agony on the linoleum floor You forget how to grow and it's almost forever You move out to a place where no one comes around on a Sunday You eat alone in your room and never for fun You grow complicated with awful, awful potential Watch out, catch yourself falling Catch yourself falling Apart, mostly in the morning
3: My name is Kelsey Liu. My name is Yessa Daily wards Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And how are we? How are we feeling today? Okay, I am. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah,
2: please. That's, that's, please. that's how we're to be. I I've got festival brain. Yes. So I I saw you perform last night, mm-hmm. which was incredible. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you. I have already told you that, and I I feel like it was. Like four days ago, when it was last
3: night. You're telling me, yeah. yeah. I also feel like it was last year. Do you? <laughs> it's, I feel like I'm still uh, on stage. Yeah, in the way you are. Yeah, you know?
2: it, it's really, it's really beautiful. Like with the, and it's so sunny and mm-hmm. just the opposite from. I guess festivals that I'm used to in the UK.
3: Oh yeah. So
2: I do. I, I, yeah, I've lost all concepts of space and time. What are the festivals like in the UK? Muddy, uh-huh. rainy, right? Grey, yeah. and quite like there's a lot of booze, and
3: uh, I guess yeah, and a lot of litter. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of trash. Yeah. <laughs> I was I haven't played a festival. Wait, no, that's not true. I played Hyde Park. Oh yeah. With Florence. Or Florence oh. was Florence was headlining. That's one of my favorite parks. In yeah. London. I love that park. Yeah, that was really fun. And then I was gonna play a festival I think it might have been last year. Do you remember which one? Oh Field mm. it, Yeah, exactly. It, it might have been. been Field Day. Yeah. Or maybe it was I don't Mm, I don't think it was. I don't. I don't remember. But I canceled because the stage that they had me on was a Firestone tire stage, and there was like tires on the stage, and it was said it had a big Firestone above <laughs> that's, it. That's and a little bit. I odd. I was like, I took a political stance, and I was like, in no way, shape, or form, am I going to be on a stage where a company. That has been known to literally do slave labor in Africa. And just the history of tires is really sus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's loaded. My brain is... A little Not bit. Of fr- a l- got festival brain too. I got festival brain. Um, it was, it's my birthday today. I know. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. What, what and I had a little bit of celebrating <laughs> last night, so <laughs> like, uh, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> what Just, does it feel uh, like, like when you have
2: all those people like singing "Happy Birthday" back at oh you? Oh my
3: gosh, you? that was wild. That it was a beautiful. Choir, yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's interesting how I find. Well, I was thinking about last night, just like when groups of people sing together, and like even if they're not singers or they feel like they can't carry a tune, or if they're by themselves and they're like, I can't sing, or like mm. I'm, a, I don't know how to carry a tune, or like I'm tone deaf or something right. or whatever. But it's when everyone sings together somehow everyone's able to be to hold the key to hold to the hold key the tune, or yeah. hold the tune or just be harmonious with one another and it comes out so beautifully i think that's really powerful
2: that was such a lovely moment yeah and i was watching you from up high and so everything oh. your hair was blowing <laughs> the outfit was billowing. i was just like this? and it's my first time seeing
3: you live
2: oh. like live like, so i was like oh my god yeah yeah
3: yeah, that was wild. I was and I was telling you out um, for the first two songs, I could hear everything that was being said, like from front of house, like the <sighs> sound people. They hadn't like muted the channel in my ears, so I I was just hearing voices talking for the first two songs. <laughs> I could only hear keyboard and then people being like, "Turn up channel twenty three. We need it louder in the house. We need." <laughs> so it was a bit. Chaotic, but um, I don't think anybody nobody knew could tell honestly. But. And
2: and it's so strange; you can never tell. Like even this, this was like carnage <laughs> happening in the <laughs> yeah. back. Just the, the it it's is. just seamless on stage. So oh, great! That's yeah. yeah, you did it. Yeah. You brought it. Woo. That was that was something. <laughs> it was really something.
3: Yeah. So tell me about your pants. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm just really into having a lot of room
2: in my clothes at the moment Uh Uh, I just don't want anything close to my skin I don't know what that's about um But these are made by someone called Mikey Ray Deveries. I hope I've got his name right. And (laughs) it's under a company called Not Very Well, who my dear, 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 dear love back in London kind of curates. Mm. So he sends me all these clothes. Sometimes he puts my
3: poetry on his clothes. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. Ah, I love personalized clothing. Yeah. Yeah. I had the band outfitted. Outfitted, I have this artist, B, she goes by Surprising Health Benefits on Instagram. But, I love um, that. I really love yeah, that handle. Yeah. yeah. Or they, sorry, they paint on their clothing yeah. a lot. And I found them maybe like a year ago, a little over a year ago, a year and a half. I found them on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, their clothing is so fun. It's like just really... You know, when somebody is, like, making something who is an artist and and, and they're making clothing, but they're also personally, like, painting yeah. or, or putting, like, their personal touch onto yeah. the garments. And embellishments. Yeah. And, yeah, it makes it just so special. And you
2: know it will never be the same twice. Mm-hmm. That's what I really love about it. Yeah. But also, just clothes is this... You know, we. I used to think of clothes as really functional, like mm-hmm. just super functional. and Or, you know, you want to look business-like or you want to look sexy mm-hmm. or you want to look... But that's kind of disappearing. Yeah. And then it, they just feel like they're... You, just a different kind of expression. I don't know how mm-hmm. to explain it, but it's mm-hmm. like... A kind of armor sometimes or yeah. like whimsy yeah or just saying what you what you want to say mm-hmm. without you having to say it yeah yeah
3: that's what i love the screen yeah. you got on thanks this is actually from a um a label or a design and designer i don't know what do you call it a label or a designer I don't know. um <laughs> in london
2: do you feel like when you Shrimps. do you feel like the I guess the process of like getting dressed Mm -hmm. for you completely like transformed you before you like step out and and does it affect your mood and how Mm -hmm. how you interact with the world and the people in it? Yeah
3: I think so yeah I feel like like you said sometimes it can be an armor yeah depending on the mood Mm. how you're feeling I think that it can definitely dictate how you're feeling like it's almost like it's like cosplay sometimes yeah. it's like I wanna be this
2: today yeah. I wanna feel this I way. wanna feel this way I wanna and this is the energy I wanna put out into mm-hmm. the world I think I dress up the most like when I'm when I'm really not feeling good yeah and it just yeah it just gives me something else to yeah. kind of you know rest on mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah it's funny I was there was like some meme or video meme or something was like dating a Taurus is like and this guy just kind of went on this like comedic monologue and he was like oh my god I love you I love you so much oh my god can we just cuddle can we just cuddle (laughs) hey I just bought comfy clothes again and he kept talking about being in comfortable clothes and like in in a cozy outfit and I was like Fuck, that's my, that's me. like yeah. I love when I'm just really cozy mm. and comfortable, and I was wearing oversized clothing. Is a,
2: I love, I love that too. so much. I love that too, and there's something really liberating about it because mm-hmm. of what we're told mm-hmm. is what we should, sexy, what we look the best in, the best, yeah, and it's just not. Mm. and last night the set let's talk about like when ah. you were with those items of, they're, they're just oh. there and they're, they just come and the way went. that they come off ah. and, and the, the way that you like you drag them around or, you, mm. or, or like the arrangement in which that they're, they're kind of discarded mm-hmm. it's just like
3: yeah
2: art in itself like, what, what happens do you just is it something where you're like I'm gonna do this and, and, at this point mm-hmm. or do you just
3: flow I just flow yeah I knew that I was going to yeah I knew that I was going to take well yeah it's just flow a lot of the times the process of thought comes either like right before mm-hmm. or during while it's happening and I'm big on layers and okay so since I've been performing this mm-hmm. record with the this new sort of like arrangement I've been doing Multiple outfit changes. I love in my it. Set. So good. And <laughs> then doing like three. So I, I did a couple nights at the at Hollywood Forever Cemetery mm-hmm. in LA, and I did like three outfit changes. And I like left stage, and changed into a completely different look, and went back on. And I had to like there was no backstage to the stage, so I, I had to walk through the crowd, like through the audience. And it was really fun. It was also fun because, like, the audience also didn't know what to do. Like, they didn't know when th- it was over. And oh, the, like, they were just kind of like, okay, okay, are you? okay. Wh- wh- uh, she, oh, she's coming, she, oh she's, she's coming back. Oh, she's coming back. I think it's really fun just to, like, play with the audience yeah. to, like, have them feel like they're participating in it more than just yeah. sitting and observing.
2: And I think we're just in a new space and time now when... It's definitely a two-way thing. It's definitely a, a double layer, and because of authenticity, is we, we we need that more now. And we need to talk about things, and we need honesty. I see that in your performing, like yeah. you you interact with the audience. The audience is, is there; they're observing you mm-hmm. and observing themselves as well. Mm-hmm. And it, you're you're very much a, a part of them, which is just this amazing. Just dialogue. Yeah, it makes people feel really alive, and like they come yeah. away and they feel like they've, you know, they've, they've experienced something yeah. instead of just just watch. Just it. watching. Yeah. Well, let's talk
3: about your performance. I've uh, never seen. I didn't even know you're a rock star. <laughs> Thank you very much.
2: Yes, well, we are only just <laughs> like it's. It's funny, Max and I got to know each other a few, well, Max says it's five years, I don't think it's five years, I think it's like three and a half, mm-hmm. but he read my book and then we just started jamming. Yeah. But we live at the opposite sides of the world, so yeah. we come together and then Where does he do this? this. He's in London. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm being dramatic, I mean, yeah. I'm only in New York, it's yeah. not the other side of the world. Uh, it's but, across a big pond. Right. So this, it's really beautiful Anytime time we
3: get to meet and then we yeah. do something like this and it yeah. feels
2: incredible.
3: Yeah. It it was really... I mean, talking about honesty is extremely honest. I mean, your work is so vulnerable. The way that you so simply state exactly what it is that I feel like so many of us just naturally are are feeling Mm -hmm. or thinking, but don't know how to put direct words to it. You're like an arrow with your your words. That's that's really lovely. Um, That's, yeah. Experiencing you talking through your words and then your body movement, and it's, it's like a dance. Thank you. Yeah.
2: It's like what you said.
3: I, I think we were talking about it
2: yesterday as well We, we in this panel, but it is, it's It's like you allow something to flow through you and mm-hmm. get out of the way and just like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, let yourself, because we, we do this thing, don't we? Like, in outside of this where you just second guess yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't let your essence come through Mm -hmm. and I think the stage is like such a wonderful place to just let it all go and just just like
3: leave it all there yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. I
2: love that feeling I really do
3: that's a great one so where are you going to perform next Uh
2: uh-huh we're going to perform um in New York um in Williamsburg next week
3: oh uh, we only Where? found this.
2: At, I, also, it's at the OK space, the OK, which Space. which is I don't even know. Is it all I know is it's in Williamsburg. Okay. I'm still getting to know New York. Yeah, it's just been a year uh-huh. being there, but I'm always I mean, away.
3: Big, yeah, yeah and huge. then you're always away. Somewhere.
2: So I don't know. I need to just I need to just walk around with a map and really get to know.
3: Yeah, places further than like my own street. Yeah,
2: <laughs> which is the extent of it right
3: now. I mean. It's hard, especially when you travel so much, and then yeah, when you get back, you just want to be
2: right
3: home, or you want to be in the vicinity of where your home is. You do. <laughs> you
2: do don't. you do you feel uh, like discombobulated, like because you you know you're here, you do that your show is so huge, mm. and and we're doing so much. When you go back to LA, you get you go get to New York. Do you do you ever just think?
3: You sit there and you think, what? what I don't
2: know where <laughs> I am.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it feels like that. But I think I've been traveling and like touring for years and through all of it, I've... But I also think ever since I was little, I was really keen on making a space, whatever space I'm in, mine and yeah. finding ways to bring different personal elements into them to make it feel just like to acclimate myself to wherever I am, whether it's like, like I take certain incense with me. Yeah. To get everywhere, that smell of home. To get the same smell. Yeah. I Have like little stuffed that's, animals.
2: That's really like. cute. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: love that. And you put them everywhere. And I everywhere. Be- yeah. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, things that like friends have made me, or like just little things that I can travel with. Yeah, to make it feel like wherever I am, it's home. Things, things to ground you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Um, I used to work with this like sp- work with like I'm <laughs> a healer. I'm not, but I used to work with this spiritual lady who said always do that. Like have a box of like yeah. your incense, your chocolate, your room spray mist, your yeah. Just your things that are just gonna your silk
3: pillow. I need your a silk, silk pillow, pillow for my hair. Oh my god! Did you come with yours? Did <sighs> you come to the festival with your I silk pillow? I didn't come with my silk pillow. I would
2: but have given you one. I, I
3: had two. Oh! <laughs> I mean, there's one more night. I know, know it's I mean? true, true. But I do have a silk scarf Okay, that well, then I you're good. over the pillow, Oh, so. you're good, so. you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the silk pillow's for, for, like, lazy people. Silk pillow, though, is the way to go.
2: I actually need it, because if I don't have it, yeah. it's going to be yeah. issues. Yes. You know? <laughs> people don't understand the, the hair thing, no, you know? They, they don't. really
3: don't get it. How... It takes care. And commitment. And commitment. And commitment. What's the longest your
2: hair's ever been? The longest it's my natural hair mm-hmm. in its natural state it's been, maybe about here, so I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. So it, bigger than the Jackson 5 in their
3: heyday, uh, but not as big as yours. Mine's pretty big right now. Yeah. But this isn't my natural hair. You got some
2: some some, extent, some some help. I, I had some help, which which I had, I had some help, help, which looks awesome. Yeah, I, I love the way this just help and it transforms. It transforms uh-huh. us, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, mm, yeah, it's true. Actually, when I moved to New York, it was like when I started wearing wigs because I had my first ever like studio, like a place I would go to practice and stuff. Yeah, and. It was in Bushwick and I would take the bus I was like living in Greenpoint I love and, Greenpoint yeah I love Greenpoint too I was living in Greenpoint and so I would take the bus there and then I would have to walk down Broadway for maybe like six blocks and I would pass by this massive hair shop mm. that had like so many wigs in the window and I was like And so I started buying them and I would, like, on my way I would take them to the practice room and I would just, like, wear them while I was jamming by myself mm. and get into these different, like, m- moods. Right. And it is true, like, when you put it on, how much it transforms you. It, it does. into just whatever character you want to be or feel mm-hmm. and... uh yeah, that's when I started started rocking the wigs.
2: Do you know what I find really strange is that those characters are all in you, mm-hmm. and they come out when you you know you see something mm-hmm. in the mirror or whatever that mm-hmm. looks like you think that character would be. But then all the time we're walking around with all these people or iterations mm-hmm. of ourselves mm-hmm. in ourselves, mm-hmm. which is
3: wild, wild,
2: yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild to think that. You know, you can only. There are people, or 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 times, or phases when you only allow like the spectrum of of, of who you think you are to be mm-hmm. like super skinny, mm-hmm. and there's all of that just there if you if yeah. you if you play. Yeah, if you
3: play. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like with that layering and music for me is a way of like kind of speaking on that. Right. Um, how we, how we all have multiple layers, and even like last night, within the layering of like pulling off and yeah. of changing, it is, it's that. It's like we all we're like onions, and we have so many layers mm-hmm. that we can peel yeah. at any time. And some of them make you cry. Yeah, some, some, some like of onions. them make you cry. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I think there's, for a lot of people who just stay stagnant in, in one state of being. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's a lot of fear yeah. of discovering or unveiling layers within self. That I hope, you know, I think that mankind needs to just open themselves up a bit more. And I think that once you start doing that, it's like, you know, you have a greater level of empathy
2: yeah, you have. You, you crack yourself open. Mm-hmm. I think that in, in every case where in life that I've been disappointed or just I don't I don't really regret things, so I don't want to say regretful. But yeah. my lowest points in life have always been down to fear. Like fear has mm-hmm. been like the worst enemy yeah. for me all the time. Anytime yeah. I've not been afraid, anytime I've been afraid to be honest, is the time when I've mm-hmm. just not not honoured myself. You yeah. Know? yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Fear, it's yeah, a, it's a real disease. It really is. And it's debilitating. It is, mm-hmm. and whenever
2: I think you have a, like a small win or you find a way to overcome it, mm-hmm. you just open up like another section yeah. of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I think. That's what that's what empathy is, as well, isn't it? Like you, mm-hmm. you get on stage and you're, I okay. You know, one of your, and I love this album, by the way, because every track on the album is so different. Mm-hmm. It's a different energy. Yeah. Poor Fake. Yeah! I
3: love <laughs> that track. Yeah. But how did it come about? Um, it was just kind of like, I want to do a disco oh, God. song. Yeah. Like, I want to do a disco track. Because why not, first mm-hmm. of all? Secondly, I was like, I want to dance. Like, I, I know that I want something, like, upbeat and that you can dance to. And I'm like, what would that be for me? Like, that would seem natural. Mm. And I was like, disco, disco. Duh. And, you know, just, like, disco, like, strings. There's so many strings. But then also, on top of that, True Tea. Yes. Um... I was seeing someone for a while in London, and then they broke my heart. And they're also in music, mm-hmm. and a big part of their music, like life, is disco. Wow! So it was like so a, I was like, mm, I'm gonna do a disco. Song. Oh, you know, I love I'm that. <laughs>
2: and what did they say? I mean, have they? I mean, they love it. They love it. Yeah, okay. yeah.
3: We're all we're all good now. Okay, okay, but. But I was like, as like a little, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do a disco song. Do you know was, what? That was also a little part of it too. I love that though. I love yeah. how
2: beautiful things can come out of like mm-hmm. moments that don't feel that great. Yeah. And and in that way, you you just kind of use it and, and turn it into that. Like you spin yeah. it into like mm-hmm. something
3: shiny. Yeah. 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 And disco too uses strings so much. Yes. Yeah, God, yeah, That's really very fitting.
2: Do you know when I was a kid and I was studying music at school, I had this thing and I was quite musical, but then not so. My ear was terrible, so I could never tell what mm. instrument was playing. I used to mm-hmm. always have to ask, and it's only now that, that I started to like get that and know yeah. kind of have an idea. Mm. See, I know what sounds I like, but I, I could never say mm. what it was, and this just I just Got such an affinity with with strings. Whenever mm. I hear mm-hmm. like the double bass, the cello, yeah, there's something about the sound of the cello that's yeah. There's nothing like that. No, it's a very specific mm-hmm. thing that it unlocks in
3: the body when you mm-hmm. when you hear it. Yeah, it's really true. It's that the cello and the French horn are two instruments that are the closest to the human voice. Oh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that's a big reason why cello, I think, resonates with people so much because it's so much like us, I guess, like tone wise. Right. Like the tonality of it, we feel closer to it probably because it has some resonance that we can relate to personally. So, it really is talking to you. Yeah.
2: That's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. When did did you pick up a cello?
3: Mm, I picked up a cello when I was nine or ten. ten. I was in my violin lesson at my teacher's house, Sarah (laughs) Schlechter, And uh, there was a cello like leaning up against a window. And I had seen cellos before, like, I would go to the symphony with my mom and my Mm -hmm. sister. And so I would see them and I would always love to watch them being played. Like I loved the physicality of the movement of them like literally wrapping their bodies around this big wooden thing. And and like swaying and I was like, oh, that looks so cool. I wanted to play everything but my parents couldn't afford that. Mm-hmm. So they were like, just stick, to, just stick to something. So yeah, I was playing violin and, and then my teacher had it and I was like, in the lesson, I just kept like looking back at it. Like it was like calling me. Yeah. It was like, come here. You want to take me home, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I do, I kind of really do. And then my teacher was like, you're looking, you're looking back a yeah, lot. And you were, I was like, yeah. It's just, can I, ta- can I, can She's like, yeah. She's like, do you want to take it home? I was like, I can. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you can take it home. And I like stopped by my favorite music store, which was like right down the street from my house called Bratz Music. And it was just kind of down, kind of hidden away from the street. You know, had mm-hmm. to like kind of drive down into the cut. And it was, like, a standalone building. And it was really old. Well, probably not that old, but maybe, I don't know, probably built in, like, the 40s or something. But it had this smell on the inside that was just of, like, old paper and, like, wood varnish and, like, polish. Because they would also make um, instruments there. And it was just like filing cabinets full of sheet music. And everyone that worked in there was like kind of weird and like older yeah. and gray and or young ones, but they're just kind of like in this shop all day, <laughs> every day. And like, you know, just so yeah, I stopped by there and I got the box suites because I was like, I know exactly what I want to play first. This is just like the most cliche like cello <laughs> that everybody knows. And I took it home and I like played it and it was just like feeling the vibration, like putting it against your chest mm-hmm. and then feeling that move through your body. Yeah, It was like immediately I knew as soon as I started playing it, it was like this feeling that I hadn't. I hadn't felt when I would play other things. Yeah. It was just like a a love. You know when you found the
2: one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it gives you so much back, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that with, with writing. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever other art form, even as an actor, it always comes back to the words and how... They travel through you, and you mm-hmm. can not only the words actually, but the, the, just the sound that they make yeah. when they leave your body, and and how you can you can mm-hmm. make words act differently, like mm-hmm. behave differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's something about that that I really love. Or you can say something and mean the opposite, you yeah. know, and convey that as well yeah. with with the words and the performance.
3: Yeah, you using words as your instrument and playing with it is really powerful thank you because it's another way of opening up uh ways that we can comprehend words yeah and feel them and see them under a different light if we're reading something on our own we're reading it inside of our head, so we're hearing it mm. from us and like what we're imagining maybe they sound like but then to actually be able to hear you saying your own words and the yeah. way in which you're feeling this or the word is is being or the way that it's alive for you yeah, is um, a really powerful experience. Have you ever been asked yet to do like an audio book?
2: I did. So I did the audio book for both of the books. Ah. So, so both of my books are on Audible. So with Bone, the first book, it mm-hmm. was like a walk in the park. I was like, I performed these all the time. It's fine. We only needed a couple of hours in the studio to do the whole book, like because you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. It's fine. I'm used to those words. But when I had to do the order book for the terrible, energetically it was so intense because you know you whatever's there travels through you. You write the words, yeah. and it's memoir, right? So there's loads of mm-hmm. gritty and like terrible things Mm -hmm. in there, you know, terrible Mm -hmm. in inverted commas. But actually reading it out loud, like the whole book, and I think we had two days, two, two days in which to do it. It was... (laughs) <laughs> it was exhausted. Yeah, I was like, "What has all this happened?" Because ah. when it was traveling through me, I was like, yeah, "Yeah." And then I'm writing it, so I get to like enjoy the descriptions, mm-hmm. and the, so I'm not caught up in the story. The story. I'm really not. You know, it's yeah. happened. It's it's not now. But reading it, I was like, <gasps> by the end of mm-hmm. some of the paragraphs, I was, <laughs> I felt like my soul was gonna like it <laughs> was like there on the table. You know, it yeah. was it was interesting. Yeah, but fun. But just in a different way. It just demands something different. Uh Yeah.
3: And then for you, how does it feel when you're in a studio, like recording it and when you're on stage?
2: Because stage is so, it's outwards. Yeah. And so I feel, first of all, you get so much back because Mm -hmm. there's this, like, wall of warmth and, like, appreciation in people. Yeah. So it's like it comes out and it just gets to, like, it just gets to, like, be in the air and, like, you, you watch it, like, settle Settle yeah. on people. Yeah. Whereas in the studio, like...
1: <laughs> Selling on yourself. <laughs> I'm just like in
2: a little box... And it was a little box room. It was like the Penguin studio. And I was like... Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Do you want me to go again? Or like... Yeah. We finished. Okay. Chapter 26. Yeah. yeah, a bit, a yeah. bit, bit different. And, and I still... It's working with the voice, so I still really enjoy it. But it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. so, so different. Yeah. yeah. It's
3: very... I'm so very you different. Feel,
2: yeah, when you're in the studio to when you're on stage, because...
3: too. Yeah, it's a wild difference.
2: Yeah. Do you still get that? Because I guess when you're in the studio... Well, I don't know how you record, but I presume there'll be other people there. Like, you don't just do your bit. Mm, and then-
3: it's usually just me and one other person. Okay. I like it to be that way. If I'm working with someone else, mm-hmm. if I'm working by myself then it's just me and I can just get lost in that. I mean, I love, I love working alone because I'm able to just like flow on my own thoughts. And, but when I'm working with someone in a studio, obviously it depends on, on who it is, but it's a different experience and completely different than being on stage. But it's also fun to be able to bounce ideas around with someone else. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're able to see things that you aren't or hear things that you can't hear yet or that. It's just um, having another brain in the room, a different channeling. Sometimes, like, if I'm, like, recording the vocals and I, like, think that I, like, I'm like, oh, that was was good that was I was feeling that and then you know if I say I'm like my friend Roddy who who I did a lot of the album with you know he'd be like "Mm, I just you know I (laughs) I think that you you could maybe try try it this I'm like well, I mean, I thought it was great. So I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to we're just going to move on. We're going to come come back to it. Well, it and, gets tense though, doesn't it? It can get it can get yeah. tense. It can get tense cuz then I'm like Ugh. because I know it's it's not like he's like telling me what to do mm. or is like doesn't think that I don't know what I'm doing or what's best for me but it's having another perspective and you have to trust the person you do you do you really have to trust the person to be able to accept that take it in yeah you know constructive criticism
2: it's it's so hard though isn't it like not because you're so open when you're in the room and you you know you you don't know what else you have going on that day so that's in Mm -hmm. the running in the background and it can feel so personal mm-hmm. if someone if it's just a simple thing as like a note.
3: Yeah, you could be like, I was doing that. Yeah, I was. I already was doing that. Yeah, what, what do you, do you mean? Didn't di- you hear you mean? it? I did. I did it. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mine is because I'm British and we try to be like so like polite. Oh, oh, really? Didn't? Oh, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, thought I was oh, doing I that. <laughs> okay. If if you think so. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like and then it just up becomes a real passive
3: aggressive session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been there. No, definitely been there for sure. But yeah, do you have someone that you like work with a lot? Not
2: writing wise, mm-hmm. not with the words. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I like. Do you know what? I I feel like I I take everything. I take a lot in. So even this festival, been here for three days and I feel like your body's already writing things so yeah. in a way it's kind of collaborative but like the people just don't know I'm collaborating with yeah. them. It's all kinds of people but but then when I go into my quiet space that's yeah. just me and the I want to say the pen and paper but it's not it's me and the computer mm-hmm. and then th- with the music Max will come and then just give me these amazing like melodies and then yeah it would just be that simple. I'll I'll read over it, make whatever sounds with my voice mm-hmm. kinda sound. And and then we yeah, we figure it out. Yeah. You know, more notes, less notes. Yeah. How fast should it be? I just like things to be organic. I yeah. can't you know, that's just the way I yeah. yeah to work. It always feels I feel like, like if something's like too much effort, if you're efforting, mm-hmm. then you're like swimming upstream and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, you might, you might still get there, but it's, there's got to be like passion in the process of it. Yeah. Or I just, yeah, at this like stage, I just don't, don't want to do it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, looks like our time is up. Yes. Whew. It's been a pleasure talking to you. As always, Same. it always is. Same. I'm ready to not hold this microphone in front yeah. of my face anymore. So I'm going to put it down now. I'll put mine down too. Okay. I'll match you. We're signing day. out. <laughs> Later, y'all. Bye. Bye.
0: Yours the Daily Award... Kelsey Lou and Max Andre Rademacher. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's Talkhouse podcast.
1: For all behind the scenes content, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: Yeah, there's some very cool backstage video footage oh, of yeah. this. The engineers for today's show were Mark Yoshizumi with Danny Clifton and Ian Jones. If you enjoyed today's show, definitely make sure to check out other episodes that we recorded backstage at Form Fest this year, including Snail Males, Lindsey Jordan, with Fred Armisen and Marilyn Rice Cub, and VU Ray with hip-hop jazz legend Robert Glasper.
1: Our theme song was composed and performed
0: by The Range. Till next week, I'm Ellie Einhorn.
1: And I'm Annie Fell.
0: Peace! Bye! And Disco Revenge Songs.